You're listening to the Cup of Joe Morning Show podcast, hosted by Joe Hunter on the Sound of Life at soundoflife.org. Couldn't help but think about the folks in New Orleans and the Gulf Coast there. I'll tell you, when they get a storm, it's really bad. Uh, because of the water in the Gulf, I think, uh, that exasperates it. It makes it land as a as a very powerful storm. You know, the Gulf of Mexico, a lot warmer than the North Atlantic. And that makes all the difference. And, I mean, like a Category 5, 4 or 5, whatever it is, 150-mile-an-hour winds in some places, well over 100 miles an hour. Of course, the water coming in, that's what they uh, feared, really, uh, there has been one loss of life, which I think is pretty amazing. But the thing is, we haven't gotten in there yet. And coming up, I'm going to tell you about an amazing group of people uh, called Convoy of Hope. They are literally all over the world. You know, they have branched out. And it's just what you think it is. A convoy, trucks with supplies, food, water, basic mucking out supplies, whatever is needed for a particular area. They've delivered over 4 million meals to Haiti after this earthquake. They are just a really on the ball right there, convoyofhope.org. So uh, this morning we're going to be talking about that. We're going to hear from a person on the ground as of uh, 1030 last night, I believe, yes. And um, so they're in northern Louisiana and uh, ready to go. So we will hear from uh, the spokesperson coming up right there. But again, in the meantime, you want to check it out, convoyofhope.org. Very impressive people. <laughs> i tell you that. Kind of like you. That's how impressive they are, I'm telling you. Waking up with a cup of joe. You make my drive to work so worth having. Thank you for the entertainment, the music, the love. The Cup of Joe Morning Show, the sound of life. I think it's good that we've had a brush with a hurricane. We had one coming right at us. Of course, it hit uh, Rhode Island, right? I thought it was going to hit Long Island. It's always uh, gets a little pit in the, you know, a little uncertainty in your side of you, no matter what, you know. Um, you think you're going to be prepared. You don't know. There's a lot of unknowns. But I think it's good that we've had that brush turned out for most of us, I think. Pretty good. We may have gone through other hurricanes in the past, recent past. They weren't not so good. A lot of water, a lot of power outages. But we may be inclined to think and look at Hurricane Ida in the Gulf, of course, and, and hitting um, New Orleans. And uh, it's north of Mobile, Alabama now, and, and thankfully has downgraded to a Category 1. It's about, let's see, by this afternoon, evening, Early evening, they say it'll be a tropical depression. So that's, yay, right? Uh, but sometimes we think, oh, we never get stuff like that. I don't understand. You know, that's they're just ripe for stuff like that. But there are then people who will go there and help them out. Convoy of Hope is one of those. I mentioned that before. we got an update right now live on the ground. Convoy of Hope's team is there reporting widespread power outages while let their spokes person filling in. Hi there, just wanted to give you an update on the situation tonight. Convoy of Hope has made it to Louisiana. We are parked here safely out of the hurricane zone, but just since having been here, we've heard the heartbreaking stories of what's going on to the south in this state. Power knocked out for hundreds of thousands of people, not just cities, but entire counties without power. The very powerful winds knocking down trees and power lines, actually ripping the roof off of a medical facility 
with patients still inside. And then that storm surge affecting water supplies, salt water getting into the water systems here and submerging homes completely. The situations are dire and we're also hearing that it could be 72 hours before rescue crews are able to get in and get out the people who need that help so desperately. We just want to thank you for your prayers and your support. God bless you. Thank you. May God protect you today. And thank you very much and bless you guys and blessing other people in Jesus name. That's right. Convoy of Hope. You can support the Hurricane Ida response. If you'd like to do that, check them out. Check out their website. They are all over. Convoyofhope.org. A great way to start your day. Go ahead. Make my day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. The Sound of Life. I'm Joe, and I am thankful that I don't live on the Gulf Coast. It's amazing. Uh, I've been there, of course, and actually helped out after Hurricane Katrina a couple of years before that. My daughter was with me and stuff, a bunch of people from church. Uh, It's devastating. It really is. I'm really praying that this hurricane was not, even though east of New Orleans, east of Baton Rouge, right now way over near almost to Montgomery, Alabama, a lot of rain. Um, water was the big concern, of course, as you would think, you know, place, a lot of places below sea level, it's surrounded by water, the, the Gulf coast there. And you may very well know that. Um, so really right now, we just don't know, you know, what's happening, but places are coming to their aid. One of those that does that is international aid. I'm on their website. It's really cool. International Aid is a Christian relief ministry. They seek to tangibly demonstrate the love of Jesus Christ to those who are suffering, and they're all over the world, too. They have recently partnered with Cure. That's the same organization that Brand Hansen talks about. Cure are basically medical units. Uh, there's a couple in Africa, one in the Philippines, that uh, restore physical deformities mainly to children. I don't know all the ramifications, but I know he's always talking about that. It's an incredible thing. Um, and I know that international aid as organization has helped out in hurricane relief stuff. Um, they don't have it on their website yet, but they do have what they do and stories of aid and how you can help them out, how you can contact them. They're in Michigan, uh, international aid. So it's always good in times like this to think, thank you, Lord, that we're not. Actually, it's good that we've had a brush with a hurricane. And maybe you were around for Sandy. That was not very pleasant in a lot of places. Um, uh, Long Long Island and New Jersey and stuff. uh, Up here in the Hudson Valley, it was, uh, I'm trying to think, Irene, I believe was the name of that tropical storm. Dumped a ton of rain. Places couldn't hold the rain and places in the Catskills is devastating if if you're there. So uh, it, it, in a way, it's kind of good to know. Now you know what they're going through, you know, um, by the hundreds of thousands of people, a lot of aid is required. So maybe that's a way you can help out or in a real tangible way. I'll post it on the Cup of Joe Morning Show Facebook page. It's a uh, name of the organization is International Aid. And they are a 501c3. So they're internationalaid.org. All right. Thank you. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. You might as well get up, do something. The Sound of Life. We're thinking about uh, what comes to your mind when you think about God. Right? Cup of Joe Morning Show hotline. Hello. Good morning, Joe. Hey. This is Beverly. You had asked a question about God, and you had said what comes to your mind when you think of him. 
if I had to give a word, I'd just say he's everything. He is. But uh, my husband and I happen to be reading a devotion uh, that we have by Charles Stanley, and Charles Stanley has said in there that nothing can touch our lives apart from his the divine purposes. And that just struck us as something that uh, we know. We pray about everything. We pray in details. We feel like God's in the weeds with us. And it's important to know in this life that we don't go through our struggles by ourselves. The Sound of Life. Landfall. That's what everybody's talking about there. Well inland now is Ida. Uh, Category 1. Of course, the damage has been done primarily. A lot of rain east of that, almost over to Montgomery, Alabama, and uh, northward. So I was looking at the couple of days ago at the projection. I thought, that thing's going to come here again. It doesn't matter where hurricanes land in this country. They just, they're all at some time or another going to come through the Hudson Valley. It's just absolutely amazing. But this will be rain event. I don't know if it'll even be windy, but anyway, keeping an eye on it there. Got something I want to tell you about that coming up after Monday Mug Day, which it is. So in a few minutes, all right, right after a really funny, I'm sure it's funny, um, um, Ken, our buddy Ken there, coming up. So we'll give you an opportunity to win the Cup of Joe Morning Show Travel Mug. Always looking at today in history. Fascinating day today. Um, the... the um, the uh, oh, that wasn't the thirtieth. What am I thinking? I get a little mixed up on this. Oh, there was a treaty between the Dutch and the Indians on this day in 1645. The Dutch were doing pretty good, and uh, here, of course, Peter Stuyvesant. They didn't like him though, apparently, and they didn't have the support for resisting the British. That's what I was looking at in history in 19 years. After the 1645 treaty between the Dutch and the Indians here, they fell basically to the British. Uh, and a fleet came in with 300 redcoats into Brooklyn. It was over. The fun party was over for the Dutch and everybody else, I guess. When it was, you know, I kind of like the Dutch. You know, they planted those reformed churches all over the place and they got those really cool names and everything. And But, um, that is not what is uh, the today in history part of the uh, Monday Mug Day. No, it's something else. A little more fun, I hope, coming up. Okay, but that is on the way. So stay tuned. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. So we've got Ida now, gonna already coming in and going between a Category 1 and a Tropical Depression already, but very strong winds coming in. I dare say right now things are just starting to kind of open up. Convoy of Hope responding overnight. They were in place in northern Louisiana already. You know, it's a wonderful organization. And if you hear the word convoy and you think of trucks and a line, that's exactly what they are. And they're carrying very practical supplies. They've responded to Afghanistan. They've responded to the earthquake in Haiti. Uh, they're responding to all kinds of things going on. Floods in Tennessee, fires out west and all that. Uh, and, of course, they're supported <laughs> by you and me. And supports them. It's an incredible organization. They've really just doing a first-class job, and they get their Convoy of Hope. I posted their link. Very simple. Convoy of Hope.org. I wanted you to hear 
firsthand on the ground in Louisiana. Hi there, just wanted to give you an update on the situation tonight. Convoy of Hope has made it to Louisiana. We are parked here safely out of the hurricane zone. But just since having been here, we've heard the heartbreaking stories of what's going on to the south in this state. Power knocked out for hundreds of thousands of people, not just cities, but entire counties without power. The very powerful winds knocking down trees and power lines, actually ripping the roof off of a medical facility with patients still inside. And then that storm surge affecting water supplies, salt water getting into the water systems here and submerging homes completely. The situations are dire and we're also hearing that it could be 72 hours before rescue crews are able to get in and get out the people who need that help so desperately. We just want to thank you for your prayers mm. and your support. Convoyofhope.org. I'm sure they would appreciate your help and uh, you can find out all about them and how you can get involved um, right on the Cup of Joe Morning Show Facebook page. Again, it's convoyofhope.org or check out, if you like me, you'll see it in your newsfeed, Cup of Joe Morning Show Facebook page. There you go. A great way to start your day, the Cup of Joe Morning Show. Women, I uh, give you a, a little caution. You may have an image of something that you really don't like. But at least you don't have an image. Not from me. <laughs> okay? It's from Richard Hurst. You know, around here, you don't have much of a problem with rattlesnakes in your driveway. Uh, if you climb up where the 89.7 transmitter is on Overlook Mountain, you will. <laughs> but not here. You're good to go. But in Mississippi, it's probably a pretty common occurrence. And Richard's like, hey, you know what? I'm just going to relocate that rattlesnake. Uh, and I'm going to put him in the bed of my pickup truck and relocate him. But the snake was having none of that. Put the snake in the bed of the truck, but the snake slithered out to rest its head on the driver's door handle. Ooh, snakes are smart sometimes, aren't they? Now, Richard did not share how he removed the snake from the door handle, but he did share, correctly so, that he probably should have put the snake in a container or something to ride in. But everything worked out okay. He wants everybody to know it worked out okay. The snake is safely away from people. Yes. Any, any, people from the Northeast would figure out that you need to put a snake in something, right? Quickly, yes. before it's too late, yes. press the superhero button. Waking up with a cup of joe. I can't stop drinking the coffee. I stopped drinking the coffee. I stopped doing the standing and walking and the words putting into sentence doing the sound of life going back to school starting on the 8th something like that i guess the deal is correct me if i'm wrong we're going we're going full time five days a week students are there masking up <laughs> hence the anxiety and uncertainty dr daniel huerta who is vice president of parenting and youth for focus on the family and he oversees quite a ministry dr danny had a wonderful talk with him and what how so how can parents help with uncertainty and anxiety? Well, really, uh, the way that parents can, can respond to this is to offer opportunities for conversation, opportunities for relationship with their kids. That seems very obvious, but those things get crowded out when people are stressed. And many, many times parents have great intentions, and then stress comes, life comes, and they go, man, I wish I would have, or, uh, man, I know I need to do this, or I need to be more patient and less reactive. And so what parents need to do is just, just begin doing those things. Begin to put it on a, on, on a list and say, well, I'm going to have 
we're going to have meal times together, and we're going to be talking about uh, things that are difficult and things that, that, that are enjoyable. And, and uh, make sure you carve out whenever you can one-on-one time with your kids. If uh, at the very least, just time together as a family where you can process what's happening uh, out in culture. And uh, and and I mean, with teens, make sure you're talking into dating and to topics of of sex. What challenges are are happening to uh, within their, their sphere of, of life. Uh, just listen carefully to what your kids are telling you when they're high schoolers. They're, they, they're building perceptions. They're building beliefs, and you get to uh, speak into those. And so for you, you need to be able to manage your life well so you can be present with that and then speak into what is happening in your kids' lives and make sure you begin to create some routines, some rhythms. Those are the things that are going to create the needed structure for your family to be able to do this school year well. And I realize some parents are much more organized than others. <laughs> and, uh, and so, so the routine may, be, it may begin to create kind of a little bit of a, a, a seizure for someone, just like, oh, no, that's going to hurt so much. But really, any type of routine uh, is going to help your family uh, begin to have some predictability in a world that has very little predictability at this time. Maybe you're thinking right now, I need to get in touch with Focus on the Family. It's real easy to do. They have a toll-free number. It's 1-800-A-FAMILY. That's it. 1-800-A-FAMILY. The sound of life. My mother's maiden name is Reeves. She's from North Carolina. I wonder if she's related. I wonder if we're related. Maybe that's why I always like the guy. Now, you'll like him even more once you find out, and I'll tell you a little bit about him. His, his uh, name is Keanu Charles Reeves. Keanu Reeves, right? He is a actor, film director, film producer, musician even. Uh, he missed the first 20 minutes of a party that was dedicated to the end of filming his new film in one of those clubs in New York. He was outside in the rain, and nobody recognized him. <laughs> and, the, and the club owner said, I didn't even know he was standing in the rain waiting to be let in. He didn't say anything to anyone. Very out of the ordinary, isn't it? He travels by public transport. A famous actor doing it, Keanu Reeves. He easily communicates with homeless people on the street and helps them. He is only 56. He can uh, eat hot dogs in the park sitting between a couple people that he has no idea they are. After filming uh, one of the Matrix movies, he gave all the stuntmen a new motorcycle in recognition of their skill. He gave up most of the fee for the salaries of costume designers and computer scientists who draw special effects in The Matrix, decided that their share of participation in the budget of the film was underestimated. He even reduced his fee in the film, The Devil's Advocate, to have enough money to invite Al Pacino to be in the movie with him. Talking about Keanu Reeves. Almost at the same time, his best friend died. His girlfriend lost a child and soon died in a car accident, and his sister fell ill with leukemia. It's quite a little stretch there. He did not break. He donated $5 million to the clinic that treated his sister, refused to shoot or to be with her, and created the Leukemia Foundation, donating significant sums from each fee for the film. He said, uh, "You can be born, you know. You can be born a man to remain one." And one of the things that he does that I thought was particularly significant, because a lot of people, when they do recognize him, would like a little photo, please, since he's so public. You know, a very common thing to do. You will always see his hands 
in one of the photos. You know, women like to stand beside him and, let's face it, you know, and get their photo taken. But you will always see his hands present because he's like, Mm-mm, nobody's coming back later and going, ah, oh, that was inappropriate. There was inappropriate, you know, touching going on right there. Mm-mm. He proves it right there. I've never seen anybody do that, especially on that level right there. So that's pretty cool. Waking up with a cup of joe. Good morning. Good morning. Rise and shine. The sound of life. School starting again, September 8th next week. So you're like, oh, we got forever. That's if you're an elementary child. <laughs> you know, if you're homeschooled, you're ready to go. You just got to pick out the photographs. <laughs> you know, your your outfit for the photographs. Um my uh, source right now is FamilyLife.com. Basically, I'm using to focus on the family and FamilyLife.com. And their theme is sharing the load for back to school. And one of the things that they say is just get together, have conversations with you and your spouse, share the load. He's, I think of it like as a staff meeting. you got to have a staff meeting. I mean, do it every day if you have to, but at least once a week. And you share values and priorities, right? And, and, I mean, you don't necessarily nail everything down into a rigid breakdown of who does what every day. But once you understand where you are, then you can make some goals and tentative plans to start sharing the load. You'll be way ahead of families that don't do that, really. Make a list of the things that need to be done each day, each week, each month. Go over it together. Yeah, see, you have to work. <laughs> That's it. Do you think you're out of school as a parent? No. Uh, maybe there's something on the list you'd like to do. Naturally, you're the one more comfortable with or logistically set up to do. Maybe dad was a theater major, loves to do read-alouds and Shakespeare tutoring. Maybe mom likes to speak out to the grocery store with a podcast, sneak out to the grocery store, you know, with, with a podcast. Volunteer. Uh, for those, right? Check in with each other all the time. Ask for and offer help as needed. I'm going down a list, but you can find it. I'll give you the, the resource right here, and I post it on the Cup of Joe Morning Show Facebook page. So all you got to do is click on it and look it up and peruse it and do it. Maybe you're, while you're looking at your schedule, take time to pray over the upcoming week and any ideas of stress. See the difference between these organizations right here? You get the same basic thing. It's like financial advice. You get the same basic f- advice. But then there's that, hey, how about praying about this? <laughs> Let's get God in on this, right? It makes all the difference in the world. Familylife.com. And it's all about back to school. And I posted the link on the Cup of Joe Morning Show Facebook page. Excellent. Yeah, here we go. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. Oh, you look like a man who could use more coffee. The sound of life. Technology. Yes, modern technology almost made me blow my mind. (laughs) Saturday, it all started when I started to fix breakfast. Yeah, fix it. Turn the gas on, but there was just a little bitty, tiny little pilot flame coming out of this big ring that's supposed to be a couple inches high. And it wasn't. And I went, oh, dear. And you know how you're in denial in the beginning? You're like, you know, my wife had to say, stop clicking it. You're on the stove and you're going click, 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 you know, trying to get it to stop. Please, Lord, don't let it be out of gas. I will tell you, we heat, not now, but, you know, we will. We heat, we cook, and do hot water with the gas. 
and the company has been really good. Must have been some kind of a snafu somewhere. But you put in a call to the service. Now, the reason I'm telling you this is because I'm going to give you a public service announcement. Now, she said, all right, you got a technician going to call you. All right, now make sure you got that uh, uh, call blocker thing off on your phone, if you have that on your phone. Oh, okay. I had no idea what she was talking about. But I found out. Boy, oh, did I ever. Well, first of all, it took about an hour and a half of nobody calling, and then I had to call back, and I talked to a different person. And I, she said, is this an emergency? And I said, we'll be calling 911 because my wife will be beating me <laughs> profusely if she wrote that down on the, his wife is beating him profusely if he doesn't get gas in the next few minutes. And so I felt pretty confident about that one, and sure enough, he called, but I didn't know that he called. Because my phone was on that thing that she said, take off. I didn't even think about it. Next thing, I didn't hear anything, see anything. Next thing I know, I got a message from a blocked call. Oh, yes, man, it's the service guy. I'm out here. He said, uh, I'm going to call you back in a few minutes. So now the panic began. I'm just like trying like crazy. What do we do? And I was surprised that my wife didn't just automatically say, go into your settings on your phone. I have an iPhone, in case you, so it may be different for an Android. Go into settings on your phone, okay? Go into settings, and then scroll down a little ways where it says phone. And there's all kinds of, man, there's, you know you can Wi-Fi call? I didn't know that. And uh, respond with text, blocked contacts. And then there's uh, silence unknown callers. And um, so what they do is to protect themselves, they block their number from going out to someone. They have no idea who they're calling, you know. So they do that. So uh, anyway, he called back, and I hadn't gotten it returned again. Hadn't gotten that off. I didn't know that yet. So now that's, that was when I was about to explode. I thought, here it goes. Here go. He's going to be driving back to the plant. You know, well, I guess I didn't want anything. So I called the service again. Gave my wife's number and all this. In the meantime, we figured it out. And a few minutes later, bless his heart, what an angel. He called back, and I talked to him, and he's coming out and all this. Poor guy. His GPS quit on him like when he turned onto our little road. <laughs> he goes, yeah, quit on me right out there. So anyway. But, uh, you know, here we are again in a fight with technology. That's what I was thinking. And I was like... By the grace of God, you know, we've got it. Here we, here he is. And he said, we talked to him, had a great time. And, um, you know, I thought, yep, technology again. It seems like every day I'm in a fight with technology. However, there are some profound things that benefits to mankind that technology has done. And you know that very well. Personally, I think the biggest one, in all seriousness, the biggest technology has to be the cut and paste. That has to be it. I think we've been over this. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. We're in a going back to school mode here on Cup of Joe Morning Show. And I want to give you a resource to let you hear from Dr. Danny Huerta. He is the Vice President of Parenting and Youth for Focus on the Family. Focusonthefamily.com. You can call them can talk to a counselor if you want to. And after this, you may want to. 1-800-A-FAMILY. That is it. And I asked Dr. Huerta for parents sending their children to school for the first time. What is your advice 
on how to calm anxieties. Yeah, no, it's it's so true. It's normal to be anxious that you don't know about that that uh, you, you don't expect. You see your your child as a vulnerable child going into uh, a new environment, and for you, you're used to seeing your child. So those are all normal emotions. And what you want to do is is create some new things with your kindergartner or preschooler, some new um, uh, traditions that you're going to do together. So when they get home from school, now you're going to uh, look forward to what? And you put that in as a thing that, that you guys can both look forward to uh, when, when they're finishing their school. And then when they go to school, maybe start writing um, a little note uh, to your child, and you can be thinking about that. How can I be life-giving in my child as they go to school and picture now that God is going to begin to unfold His plan. This is the beginning of a new chapter, and it's exciting. And uh, sometimes adversity is what creates strength in a child, and so you can be excited about the, the possibility of some growth for your child this coming year, and you get to begin to discover some new things uh, about your child. And just realize that your children, those kindergartners, they want to have a sense of belonging. They want to have a sense of worth of competence, that they're good at something, and those little boys start to pretend they, they want to be superheroes. Work with those and build some important foundations on the sense of belonging, worth, and competence when they come back and with the teachers that you begin to meet so that the next chapter goes well as they go into school age and junior high and influence others for God's kingdom as their contributors in His kingdom. one 800 a family. If you want to get in touch with Focus on the Family, you can talk to a counselor just by calling that number right there, 1-800-A-FAMILY. So, and check out the website, of course, focusonthefamily.com. A lot of great resources for getting it back to school, Mom and Dad. Your daily dose of encouragement. I've got a smile on my face and a twinkle in my eye. The Cup of Joe Morning Show, the sound of life. Just talking about some Canadians, pretty smart engineering students right here. This is something you're going to want to have at your house. You may already have it, though. Engineering students, the university in Quebec, they did some research and realized that there was not a big, large vacuum that anywhere in the world that anybody made that would basically suck up the sand on a beach and spit it back out clean, Okay. And so they looked at each other and they go, we will invent it. And they did. <laughs> That's what they did. It's pretty simple, actually. It uses a handheld hose, sucks up plastic and sand, dumps it all into a massive tank of water. And since the rocks and sand are heavier than the plastic, they sink to the bottom and it can dump it back out on the beach. Um, and, you know, the dirty stuff floats to the top. They rake it off, I guess. They decided to test their machine in Hawaii, which you would not think would be the place to have a dirty beach. Isn't that always the way? So it was uh, Camillo Beach in Hawaii. It was notorious, I guess, for being a dirty beach <laughs> in, in Canada. And so uh, they did it. And they had a couple of technical issues. Of course, it got them worked out. And they decided to leave it there on the beach for the State Department so they could use it. Now they're looking for funding, you know, so they, they can make them and use them, put them all around the world. Sounds kind of cool. Put a quarter slot inside that thing, something like that. I just realized, though, I mean, don't we, 
Isn't that like my shop vac that I have at home? Now, that's gonna... what I'm talking about. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Have some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. We're burning daylight. The sound of life. The last couple of days we've been featuring on back to school, preparing you, getting you ready, citing sources, resources for your family. School starting on the 8th, at least in New York State. And uh, my new friend Rose there works for Ulster County. She's assistant youth bureau coordinator for Ulster County, and she's calling in this morning. Rose, what's going on at work? Just transitioning some new cases, getting some young people ready to start school. Ooh, that's good. And, um, yeah, and helping them to plan and put a vision in place and look forward to what you know their next steps are. And um, ultimate goal is to graduate, and a lot of young people to also look seeking employment while in school. So we're working on you know connecting with new business partners coordinating to provide, you know, employment while in school for these young folks in this area. We work with workforce development and a Brighter Futures initiative. So the Brighter Futures initiative is, as it says, we're here to support the case management, coordination, job readiness, placement, family support, and to be a champion of the young people in our area so that they can have a brighter future, complete their education, at least their high school education and find their way in life all right so ulster county youth bureau they've got a link i'm gonna post that to you and you can connect to that link if you like me you'll see it in your news feed <laughs> okay i always say that you know i need some more likes right there the uh, cup of joe morning show facebook page is where you'll find that link to the ulster county youth bureau have fun on that now the sound of life Hey, I'm Joe, and you're about to hear Dr. Danny. I like to call him Dr. Danny Huerta. He is the Vice President of Parenting and Youth for Focus on the Family. Been talking to him for years. School starting up on the 8th, I do believe, right? After Labor Day, as God intended. Uh, but first, I forgot. I have to do this for you. The summer is through. No, but I guess school starting is an indication. We're about a week away here. And so I asked Dr. Danny lots of questions about how parents are feeling. How can they help? Sending their school children to school for the very first time. How can you be intentional uh, as a parent? You know, what topics should parents avoid? Things like that. You can hear the complete interview on the Cup of Joe Morning Show podcast. You can contact Focus on the Family toll-free anytime. 1-800-A-FAMILY. Dr. Danny, one of the big things that he likes to um, instill in parents in training your children, he is going to explain. I think this is in kind of a nutshell. Help you out. Parents, I just want to remind you, you want to create contributors in God's kingdom story rather than consumers. And that takes work because we're naturally a consuming type of humanity and we want, we even consume one another. And so this is about learning how to be a contributor in dating, how to be a contributor in other people's lives and friendships, how to be contributors through the work we do that we're serving other people. And we're modeling that rather than coming in with, uh, with an attitude that is of, Hey, what's in it for me? It's how can I be a person that serves? Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. So there's a saying, you know, it can be seen from space. Turns out that a lot of things they say you can see from space is kind of an urban legend. 
But one thing that scientists have observed is uh, kind of astounding, and they say it's a mystery, which you know gets my attention right away. They've been examining between 2012 and 2021 through a pair of satellites ocean creatures that are bioluminescent. Now, I've never seen that. I'd love to see that sometime, you know, at the beach when the waves come in and they and they glow in the dark. It's incredible. But it happens every eight months. That's the thing that's in and they're extremely large events. You're talking large. The smallest event was a hundred times larger than Manhattan. Yeah, it can be seen from space. And it's a mystery why large patches show up every eight months. Wow. These scientists were just having lunch and chit-chatting over lunch and wondered if glittering masses of bacteria could be seen from space. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> right? Sure enough. There it is. They said, we got to study this. Uh, there was one the size of Connecticut observed in the northwestern Indian Ocean. And, and the the NOAA, National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, they're the ones that are doing this discovery. Why does it happen every eight months? You know, uh, they're still studying, of course, they will. Maybe Barney is right. We don't know everything. Yeah. There's plenty going on right now in the Twilight Whoa. Zone that we don't know anything about, and I think we ought to stay clear. Oh, yeah. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Oh, you're a smooth talker. You are. You are. The sound of life. A lot of things going on. Absolutely. And uh, it's good that things are back. You know, I just pray that they're that they're safe, things going on like that. But uh, we're going forward, you know. That's one of the things that we have to do. Yes, Cup of Joe Morning Show Hotline. What is happening? So, hi. So, I'm Francesca yeah. Amato with Punish for Protecting Incorporated. And we're doing an amazing music festival on September 11th, 2021. Wow. At the Mascot Fields, 35 Hampton Road, Marlboro, New York, all day from 10 to 10. So, it's a music festival, Free the Children. The Great Exodus, and we are going to have music all day, fun, all kinds of fun for the children, free ice cream. Ooh. You can get your tickets on Sound of Life Radio on the community calendar. You can go to Facebook and just put in Free the Children. You can call us at 845-309-7773 to get your tickets. And also, we are going to be discussing that very serious topic on how to protect our children from child trafficking. It wow. would be very child-friendly, however. Wow. Do you have a tip by any chance right now? We need to be fully educated on where the children are coming from. So a lot of people think that if somebody stole the child from Walmart, and it's sad, and we need lots of prayer, America, because this is actually from a very sophisticated source, and it's actually coming through the court system and the legal system in many ways because they're not doing their due diligence in protecting children in the first place. And when children get moved around, they no longer have their godly parental influence to protect them, and anything happens at that point. So this is where we'll be, we'll be giving statistics and showing how this is actually happening to our children and how to better protect and preserve our homes. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. Hey, I'm Joe, and um, last couple of days, and today included, it's back-to-school theme. One of those wonderful organizations is Family Life. Sharing the load for back-to-school is their theme this year. And remember this. This is some advice from Family Life. It's really cool. This is a season. I mean, it may be a tough season, but it's a season. 
So remember to breathe, pray, and to be kind to yourself and your family. Take time for your spouse and address how you're feeling. I mean, if guilt or shame are on the list, that could mean you're putting unrealistic expectations on yourself in this season. So you need to accept that some of the proverbial balls are going to fall, even when we're sharing the load. But try to be intentional about which ones those will be. You see, if you have to choose between a gourmet meal and being kind to your family, I know it's easy to say that now. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But you will not regret choosing kindness. Popcorn, mac and cheese, and carrot sticks can be a picnic and a time for family connection. So it's a challenging time to be sure. The load can feel heavy. Our hearts may feel heavy. Yet, if we're willing to lean into the weakness in and around us, we might just find an opportunity to experience God's all-sufficient grace. And they have loaded with stuff like that. And they have been for years and will be, and they will be there for you. Family life. All right, so they're a wonderful opportunity. I was getting the, it's just familylife.com, and you can find out. Go back to that all frazzled family articles, <laughs> frazzled family schooling, however you're going to do that. Remember that website is familylife.com. Check it out. Waking up with a cup of joe. I can't imagine traveling to school every day without it. It helps me um, in my prayer over our school and our students and teachers. So thank you for all that you do. The Sound of Life. I'm Joe, and uh, maybe the uh, very restrictive, (laughs) surveillance-minded country of China now has uh, some restrictions that we can get a hold of. You know, this is just out... They have restrictions uh, on children and teens, and it's banning online video games on school days. <laughs> now it got your attention, right? Well, uh, you know, online gaming, that's a huge thing. I don't know if you know this, parents, but, you know, the issue is not, it's a lot of time, but also you can eat up a lot of money because it costs you to buy certain things as you go along. They kind of nickel and dime you, you know, okay. Um it's allowed from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. only on Friday, Saturday, and Sundays. So during school days, no can do. Yeah. Now, children, you have a one-hour game time on holidays. So coming up on Monday, you get a whole hour of that day off that you can play. Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays, you get an hour. 8 to 9 p.m. Right about now, parents, how can I get in on that? You should show that. Tell your children that. This is serious. Tell your children that 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 government, they and, and oh, I'll guarantee you they know when you're online. They know what you're doing. There's no doubt about Amen. that. Yes, Amen. Amen. Waking up with a cup of joe. You make my drive to work so worth having. Thank you for the entertainment, the music, the love. The Cup of Joe Morning Show, the sound of life. Got something for you. It's kind of a Cup of Joe Morning Show challenge on this Thursday. A pastor recently said, uh, one of the most disheartening emails that I got recently, it said, we're done with Facebook. And maybe you've done that. Maybe you're contemplating that. I'm done with Facebook. We joke about it all the time, right? I'm going to be done 30 minutes later. I'm I'm going, you know. But think about who's on Facebook. Facebook. Broken people, betrayed people, deceived, 
sick, dying, lost? You think they need to hear the love of Jesus? Like Facebook? <laughs> okay. Now, I want to I want to compare it with the country of Jamaica. How does Facebook and Jamaica, how are they very similar? Well, why do people visit that tropical place in the Caribbean Sea? Depends on who you ask, doesn't it? One person will tell you they go to relax, spend their vacation on its white sandy beaches, soak in the sun, right? And they got the blue waters of the, of the sea there. Ask a, a friend named Tiffany, who is a missionary along with her mom and dad, and her reason's a lot different. They travel there because they're needy families beneath the surface, homeless families with no shelter from the harsh hurricane-like weather. She goes because the people are lucky to make a dollar a day, not enough to buy food or clothes or family. She goes because some people don't have an education like we do, not being able to read or write. So every year, Tiffany and her family make that trip for a few months. They distribute food and clothing supplies, teaching reading classes and sharing the hope of Jesus. Why do you, as a Christian, stay on Facebook? Out of an interesting question. Never fear. I'm going to post this article. It's pretty thought-worthy. It's basically about fighting the dark with the light that you have. And as you know, the light always wins. A lot of different aspects of this. Maybe I've gone a little bit too long, but it's kind of like that wall that's always been built through history. For 2,000 years of Jesus, since Jesus' resurrection, there have been walls going up. You know, Do we let it block us? Or do we stand on top of it and spread the light of Jesus? All right? Just something to think about. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. You're as funny as a cry for help. The Sound of Life. How's the headline grab you? See if you can decipher this headline. A quarter century ago, she landed a Brooklyn unicorn. I saw the headline last night. Now, if you're a city person, you probably figured that out, right? Because a, I'm talking about real estate, unicorns you never see, <laughs> okay? A uh, quarter century ago, this 25-year-old something or other came across something you never see. Well, you see it, but you can't afford it. She was on a tree-lined street in Brooklyn looking for an apartment. It was a, a you know one of those uh, walk-ups, um, brownstone walk-ups, is that the right name? Beautiful. She said, you know how when you see a place and the sun's coming in and the high ceilings and everything about it, it was just, just said me, this was it, my spot. And the real estate lady told me how much it was a month. And I just turned around and walked away. I was just disgusted. Next day, the lady that owned the place called me. She said, what can you do? And I said, my budget's $900. She said, I'll meet you there. And she got it. What? What? The lady is from Trinidad. She owned a couple of her family members stayed there. She rented out a couple of apartments. And she was more about the people that lived there than she was about getting top dollar. Can you imagine? Over the years, they've gotten to know each other. Same tenants are there. They take care of each other when it comes to alternate side of the street parking. They take care of each other when it comes to packages being received. They know each other. They rejoice in each other. They mourn with each other. They've become a family, and that was the idea that that lady was looking for. Can you even imagine in this day and age taking community 
What a concept. Going for the community instead of the dollar? Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. A great way to start your day. Go ahead. Make my day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. The sound of life. Well, school's less than a week away. We're honoring you, parents of school children. What are you going to do right there? I just want to know your experience there, Aaron. What school look like? Preparation. What's that look like for you? Quite a bit like, there's quite a bit I don't really want to think about right now. So a bit of it is me just putting it off until like, oh, I guess we'll we'll get there when we get there. So homeschooling makes back to school shopping a little simpler, I think. I guess so. So you guys don't need a new outfit, you know, to get everybody's picture taken before the first day of school. No, and I do take pictures, but usually not with new clothes. Just things that maybe were my favorite from the summer. How does your classroom stack up, you know, to the others? Oh, I don't know. I think every homeschool family does it really differently. So last year I did do a little bit of like a classroom setup, but most of the time we just do our work in the kitchen. Ooh, yeah. The table there is bigger than anywhere else, so that works really well for us. So that means like if your children make your breakfast, uh, they get home at points? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That sounds good to me. I'm always thinking about that. Yeah, well, everything is homeschooling. So pretty much all the things we do toward (laughs) education. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Might as well get up, do something. The Sound of Life. So I'll be honest with you, I read a lot of women's stuff, (laughs) you know, blogs and things like that. And uh, sometimes, and I'll be honest, sometimes I think when women are talking about how they're slighted, uh, I think, well, you know, and I mean, it's true to a degree. Anybody does it. You kind of manufacture your own problems, really. But it really happens a lot. Women tend to, to, correct me if I'm wrong, but, you know, you're doing very well academically. You're doing very well in your job, say. You've got accolades, promotions, you know, sales numbers, whatever it is, whatever job you're in. Uh, Maybe you're a student, you know, and you're doing great number-wise, but you don't feel like it. You don't feel like you come up to that. And maybe... It is, I mean, a lot, a lot of times it's true. There was a recent incident, which I was quite surprised at. I mean, I you know, I don't know. Would I do something like that? I hope not. I hope I would ask questions. Molly Seidel got a bronze medal in the 2020 Tokyo Olympics. That's because that's what they were called. In the women's marathon event, which is very rare for a USA woman to medal in that event. It's phenomenal achievement to get a medal, okay? Recently, she's on a plane sitting beside a man, having a little bit of light discussion there. And the fact that she was a runner came up. And right away, this man started in on telling her how she ought to train, you know, yeah, long distance. I, I think that's the best thing. And he's busy on his phone, you know, looking up stuff. And he goes, oh, look, look, I got this woman's training thing for you. This looks excellent for you. This would be great. Turns out it was her training. The man didn't recognize her. Didn't put the two and two together. And she said, and I, I, I never said anything. I just let it go. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. Celebrating back-to-school prep, I guess you could say, in many different ways, right? So I understand we're going to school. As one mom told me, we're going every day. Wearing masks, that's what we're going to do, right? I know at the state schools, I believe it's the students 
who have to be vaccinated. Workers, not so much, I guess. I don't know. I'm not up. I'm not totally up on that, but I would be if I worked in some place like that. I wasn't totally up on uh, availabilities of student work projects in Ulster County. I met somebody named Rose, a beautiful person who uh, works for Ulster County uh, Youth Commission. And man, oh man, I got a hold of her. Right? I'm going to find out what's going on in her job, Rose. Just transitioning some new cases, getting some young people ready to start school. Ooh, that's good. And, um, yeah, and helping them to plan and put a vision in place and look forward to what you know their next steps are. And um, ultimate goal is to graduate and a lot of young people to also look seeking employment while in school. So we're working on you know connecting with new business partners coordinating to provide, you know, employment while in school for these young folks in this area. We work with workforce development and a Brighter Futures initiative. So the Brighter Futures initiative is, as it says, we're here to support the case management, coordination, job readiness, placement, family support, and to be a champion of the young people in our area so that they can have a brighter future, complete their education, at least their high school education, and find their way in life. Yes, indeedy. I uh, will post that. I posted it one time before, and I'll post the link for the Ulster County Youth Commission and uh, Rose's um, people there, you know, her job, all that stuff. So you can link to it on the Cup of Joe Morning Show Facebook page. So if you're interested in that, I hope you like me. You'll see it in your news feed. There you go. The Sound of Life. I cannot believe Laura's story what she went through, they got all COVID tested in Atlanta, got on a plane, flew to Seattle, getting ready to meet up with Alistair Begg, I believe, and 700 new friends, as she said. They're going on a cruise up to Alaska. Before they got on the ship, one of her children tested, did a quick test, and he was positive. Nope, can't do it, can't get on the ship. And they were like, wow started making their way back home a couple of thousand miles without uh, restaurants, restrooms, hotels, you know, things that you need to travel across the country. I don't know how they did it. Uh, They slept in a tent at night. They came south of Phoenix. Laura Story and her family. Wow, man. They came south. They made it to Phoenix, and a friend I don't know, anonymous maybe, hooked him up with an RV. Yes, man, that must have been a palace. You know, that would have been like, thank you, Jesus. Man, this is next to my mansion in heaven right here. It's amazing. So she said, we are good to go, making our way back to Atlanta. She said, thankfully, my son's not, so far he's asymptomatic, you know. But uh, the things that people go through kind of make your morning you know thinking boy i can't complain about anything now can i it's for real a great way to start your day the cup of joe morning show look i'm a frequent coffee drinker i'm part of the club i have a card the sound of life it is a best and worst Friday. Best and worst of the week today is, well, my buddy leslie what do you think man so the very best thing that happened to me this week, oh, was a prayer that was answered. I, I asked God uh, for an answer to prayer, and he, in turn, had me fast and pray. And 
Why is that good? Because, you know, we always say, I'm waiting to hear from him. And I, people say, oh, I heard from God. And you always say, how, well, how does that sound? You know, what is his voice like? How will I know it's not me making it up? But I knew that I knew that I knew. He said, fast and pray. Awesome. That's the best thing that could have ever, you know, just to, just to hear from. And, and, and because I, I'm in the Word more. You know, the obedience is there. So the best thing that happened to me was that not only did I hear from God, but because of my obedience to the Word, no matter what was distracting me. Waking up with a cup of joe. Good morning. Good morning. Rise and shine. The sound of life. Matthew West, yeah, and what if. Hey, I'm Joe, and Vince Lombardi never had a what if life, did he? I wouldn't say so. They named the Super Bowl trophy after him it's known as the lombardi trophy known as the he's famous for being coach of the green bay packers and winning he didn't i don't think he ever said winning isn't everything it's the only thing i think he said winning isn't everything but wanting to win is right i think that's what he said passed away on this day in 1970 and the thing that makes the story funny is that years later a young basketball coach wanted to use vince lombardi quotes of course who doesn't his name was Jim Valvano. He's famous for, well, a speech, actually, it turns out. But, but right before that, he was famous for winning the national championship college basketball with North Carolina State University. He is a true dyed-in-the-wool New Yorker, Italian a descent New Yorker. He coached at Rutgers, I believe was his first job. I know he coached at Iona, where he was coaching when he came to North Carolina State. But he wanted to use Vince Lombardi's famous uh, speech, part of that speech, for his team at Rutgers. He said, here I was, about as green as you could get as a head coach. What did I know, right? And I wanted to get the guys fired up. And Vince Lombardi was known for saying, guys, you know, you'll get your life right if you just remember three things and keep them in priority. One is your faith. Two is your family, and three is the Green Bay Packers. And so then he was going to, you know, obviously substitute in Rutgers, and he had the guys all ready before they were going to rush out of that door and go onto that court and play under him as the head coach. And he said, guys, he said, there's three things that you've got to keep in order, and everything else will fall into place. And he said, number one, your, your family. And number two, oh, I guess he said, number one, your faith. Number two, your family. And number three, the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. Got to tell you about an amazing, incredible woman in history, not all that long ago. I just want you to know that people like this really existed. You have movie heroes, but she is a real hero uh, and when she was in her early 20s, Jean Damon became the unlikely headmistress of a Jewish kindergarten in German-occupied Belgium. Now, she here, she is, Janine, she's a Roman Catholic teaching children who were banned from public school. Wow. She was eventually forced to close the school because it posed too much danger for those young students who were facing deportation. And after the school closed, Jean said... Hold my sweet tea. I'm not done. Or whatever it is. She joined the clandestine rescue network to find hiding places for innocent children across Belgium. Later, she helped the Belgium resistance, transporting weapons by bicycle and gathering intelligence. 
I want to know more. How in the world do you do that? Women. Is that something? Now, after the Holocaust, she continued to care for orphans and reunite families. The Holocaust Museum recognized her as a righteous among the nations in 1971, a very high honor that Israel would bestow on someone who was not Hebrew, right? If I got that right. But again, adding to the list of reasons, at least in my mind, why women should rule the world. <laughs> Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. Friday is always the best and worst day, best thing of the week to me that happened was learning about this giant bioluminescent ocean creatures. Of course, they're, I think, are very tiny creatures. But the bioluminescence has actually been seen from space. Actually, it's something that you can observe from space because the, the small event was larger than Manhattan. They've had these events, and I'm talking about you know satellite imagery that has picked up and examined dozens of events uh, every eight months. That's the key right there. The, the, uh, they've been as big as Connecticut, the state of Connecticut. Everything's compared to New York and Connecticut. I don't know why. But they're large patches of glow in the ocean that show up every eight months. And they, they're starting, they were starting to look at it and go, that's amazing. This is the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Research, NOAA. They're doing this. Uh, and it lasts as long as 48 days. And scientists are studying these patches of bioluminescence in the ocean. I think the Indian Ocean is one place. Yep, Northwest Indian Ocean. But the thing that's amazing is, don't go off the coast of Connecticut to look if it's Indian Ocean, but it's every eight months. And I was thinking about that coming to work, and things like this kind of blow my mind in a good way. You've got those cicadas, right, that come out. Now, some come out every 17 years, and some are shorter periods of time, but it's always the same period of time. That insect, start to say little insect, but that insect in the ground somehow gets the word, <laughs> we're all going up this year, <laughs> you know. I mean, to me, it just blows my mind. How do, how do those, you know, there's a timeline for creatures Little tiny creatures, bigger creatures, and for us, because we have an incredible, I mean, that's just to, just to say it, because I don't know what else to say, genius, intelligent, mind-blowing creator that has put that type of thing in us. A purpose has been put in you. I don't care who you are, but it's in there. You find that purpose that God has put in you, man. You've got everything right there. You've been listening to the Cup of Joe Morning Show podcast on the sound of life. The Hudson Valley's 100% listener-funded Christian radio station. For more information on upcoming events, contests, to ask for prayer, and to become a member of the Sound of Life family by supporting the station, visit us at soundoflife.org.